It's a man. He's been hurt. He's almost dead, Rena. A man here on our island? Just help me get him out of this contraption. Help me lift him. Be careful. I've never seen a man in the flesh before. Who of us have? Chuck Williams. Joining me back in Nebraska is Brendan Williams. Brendan, welcome back. How you doing, man? Welcome doing back, Brendan. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Um, I, I wish I could say I'm glad to be back, but uh, seems like it was cooler <laughs> over there, so I don't know, man. Right on. How was those mountains? <laughs> it was sweet. Excellent. It was great. Excellent. Well, we're glad to have you back, and we're glad you had a good time. And as usual, joining us in Arlington, Texas, is the great Matthew Hodges. Matt, how's it going, bud? Oh, it's going good, man. Uh, it's uh, it's hot here, but maybe not as hot as it is for the guests that we brought on. Huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> right, man. <laughs> Elaborate. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is a this is a first, you guys. This is a liquid flannel hat trick. This is hat our first trick. third time returning guest coming on. We got Daniel O'Farrell in the house. So. Daniel O'Farrell. Welcome back, yo! I mean, you got to do that with a hat trick. I mean, and Danielle, you're on the you're on the fifth floor of a uh, New York apartment building. Uh, a New York apartment building from the 1920s. June. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds sounds like, oh oh, and you're in a closet. So. Well, I'm, the door's <laughs> open, but yeah, I am in a closet. Well, you know, appropriately, <laughs> I guess, or inappropriately for Pride Month, <laughs> I'm in a closet. So right, that's right. You gotta come out. Seriously, <laughs> everything you do in life for the next month is a literal metaphor. Make every move your best move. <laughs> so, <laughs> excellent, excellent. So yeah, well, uh, welcome back to the show, of course. And you know, I think tonight we're gonna talk a little bit about that new movie, Wonder Woman. Is that right, guys? Or I think so. We got that on the agenda. We got uh, tales of of world traveling. Mm. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, how maybe we'll touch on how Wonder Woman uh, is oppressing men worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) Man, there's some of that real reverse wokeism going on. (laughs) Well, I mean, after after some of these uh, these clips that we got from the. What was the the march against Sharia from the weekend? Like, oh, geez, God. Yes. Maybe some of these men do need to be suppressed by a female, you know, warrior for justice. An Israeli <laughs> warrior. Yeah, they're not they're not worth her. So, you know, that's all I gotta <laughs> say. But, anyways, I guess why don't we just jump right in? Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck, getting dirt and gritty. I was just going to say, who's seen it? I saw it yesterday. Okay. I've seen it. Yeah, we, we went to see it last week. I have not gotcha. yet seen it, but I think you uh, might be able to convince me to go see it. <laughs> and I also <laughs> want to just say real quick that the pastor of my church also saw it and took his teenage sons to see it, and they loved mm-hmm. it. So Nice. Yeah, he mentioned it in church, and I guess maybe we can kind of go to his take in just a little bit here. But first. (laughs) Well, yeah, Danielle, you posted something to Facebook that I thought was pretty cool. And you said, I've never really been one for uh, superhero films, but is this what guys feel like when they come out of a superhero film? This feeling of uh, kind of empowerment and like, look, I want to be like this person maybe not exactly her but i i want to you know embody her values and have her strength i thought it was a really cool post you made oh thank you there's um something that's going around i think it's on twitter i mean there's a lot of spectacular wonder woman related commentary floating around the internet but one of the things i loved was someone saying like no wonder white guys are so confident because i just saw one superhero movie featuring a woman and i feel like i could tear a million people apart with my bare hands like <laughs> 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 um well, I, I um, have very little comic 
book universe knowledge. I am familiar with Batman because I had a boyfriend who was who said that Hamlet and Batman are the two most complex characters in all of Western literature. Um, <laughs> so as an act of love, I read a lot of the books. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then I got turned on to like Why the Last Man and Saga and all the Brian K. Vaughn stuff. It's fantastic. But um, and I read some yeah, Walking awesome. Dead before I realized it was all going to be sort of a long, slow march to death. So my comic knowledge was very little. Um, and uh, so I went into Wonder Woman literally just like thinking it'd be fun to go to a movie with a friend and support a female-driven blockbuster. It was an act of a political activism movie choice. Um, <laughs> and I was literally sitting in there during the opening um, trailers thinking, oh, God, I actually don't know if I even want to see this movie. Like, maybe I don't care. I've actually never been to a movie where I was like, oh, I, I have no interest in what's happening in front of me. Um, but then the first, the first 15 minutes, those of you who've seen it, as you know, is all set on the Mysteriates, set in this island of badass women who are literally, like, there's fights. They are aggressively fighting and training in the beginning sequence. Right. And it's, it was this really strange, like, oh, wow, like, that's cool. And you're just so accustomed to, (laughs) to seeing... Like I, I, I turn off when I see sort of men training for battle in movies or if it's like Rocky or Creed, which I loved um, a couple of years ago. It's, you know, it's kind of exciting, but it doesn't it didn't turn on the same part of me as like watching women do it did, which is something I didn't even know that that I would have a different response if it was somebody who felt like myself represented. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then watching the whole movie and part of what I think was amazing about it is that that she is treated um, as a woman would be treated in World War One Europe. So she is sort of condescended to and protected and um, told no a whole lot and sort of as if she's not, which she doesn't know much about the world that she's entering. But there's an education issue of like, we have to Eliza Doolittle her in the ways of this world. <laughs> and um, she has her sense of self-worth because of the world she's come from is so great and so intact that she flatly rejects all kinds of premises that she does, don't agree with her worldview. And it was so fucking empowering in some ways to yeah. see a woman just be like, no, that's totally ridiculous. Why would you say that? Um, because I feel like as a woman moving through the world, there are a lot of opportunities where you want to be able to say, no, that was totally ridiculous. But having grown up, in a universe where you, um, you, you like have to, it's like with all kinds of um, internalized whatever, you have to sort of, you analyze a situation, you think, oh no, did I do the right thing? I don't know if it's, you know, like there's, there's a sense of like your reality doesn't necessarily match up with someone else's reality. And she 100% accepted her reality and said, no, I think that's crap. No, I think that's not okay. No, I'm going to do this. Like she just refused to question herself, which was it's terrible that that's so exciting to me um you know like that's a terrible thing i think that that's so thrilling um the gist of what i'm saying is that like she completely she knew her sense of self inside and out and like wasn't dealing taking anyone's bullshit or anyone's reduced expectations of her right and then she was a fucking badass and she could beat the shit out of people (laughs) And yeah. I want to hop in here just for a second to say uh, we basically covered the first maybe 20, 25 minutes of the movie. Um, from here on out, I, I think we should just go full spoilers. I think it would be a more fun discussion if we can do that. So Smart. listeners, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman yet, I think everyone in the room is recommending that you do that. But if you don't want to get spoilers, come back at 35 minutes and 45 seconds. And we'll be done with that discussion and we'll be able to... <laughs> Um, talk about some other stuff that's not going to ruin a movie that you really should go see. That's right. So, yeah. So, so Danielle, on on that topic of uh, <clears throat> like not taking anything from anyone, I, I think there there are a couple of interesting things that pop up in that movie. One of them is there's a scene where she's addressing the it's like the general. She barges into a room um, after uh, Chris Pine, um, who's who's her. Her Steve, the you know the guy who was her like male relationship in the original uh, comic book films, and he's standing there the whole time. And I thought, 
<laughs> the way he's addressing her, they're all all of the generals are offended that she's saying like, "How dare you, sir?" How, you know, the, like you're you're just sending people to death. You're saying that like casualties don't matter. And Chris Pine is standing there going like, "Oh no, guys, she's crazy." Like, no, just be quiet. Come on, honey, let's let's like go out the door. And I was like, "This is this is a this is a Tumblr gif for mansplaining." <laughs> totally. Um, so I so that was that was happening, and she does resist it to a certain extent, but still, you can feel like her impact in that scene is almost nothing, right? Um, and then there's there's this other uh, kind of like metaphysical concern about her going along with what she's been taught, uh, with regard to you know the ultimate villain of the movie, um, that there's this this story that she's bought into. And for most of the movie, it doesn't seem to be true at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think those two things juxtaposed against each other add some flavor to what you were saying about her being, you know, such a strong individual that can, you know, stand up for what she believes in. I wonder if you have any thoughts about that. I don't know about that question. The first thing <laughs> I was going to say, though, was the only type of training scenes i usually typically like are those 80s montage ones with like 80s music in it but where montage rocky's like running good. up a hill <laughs> right yeah, absolutely you but know, only wh- for like five seconds at a time one <laughs> of the things my pastor had mentioned you know was just the idea of a like wonder woman and that being kind of a metaphor for the absurdity of what it must feel like to be a woman in a misogynistic world. But he also, you know, was drawn to the idea of um, war being personified as a god. So those were kind of angles that that he enjoyed in the movie and, you know, tied it into the rest of the sermon or whatever. But also he took his... uh, teenage son's golfing afterwards and he made a pretty crazy putt and he did the wonder woman pose (laughs) you know (laughs) but you know he he was just he was kind of marveling at the idea that his kids live in a time where you know literally anyone is a superhero in a major blockbuster type film and they and his kids see it as you know completely not like a revolutionary thing, right. even though for us we're like, oh, oh man, this is something that's big. Yeah, um, finally this thing happened. Right. <laughs> well, right. So. It's like after we made like thirty to sixty superhero movies, yeah. we finally <laughs> were like, you know what? We how finally about some, warmed it up. Right. How about some equality? One <laughs> movie. Finally. You're welcome, guys. Then we'll have Black Panther coming out like in a year or yeah, something. Yeah, then black people could have right. one, and then we can just go back to white people movies. Thanks. Then, is there a gay superhero? I mean, I don't know. You're going to have people saying, like, come on, there have been female superheroes in movies. Like, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson in a leather cat suit is a superhero. Um, never mind that she doesn't do anything in any of the Avenger movies. Well, and I was watching a preview at the gym today for... I was watching a preview for The Mummy, um, and on the the mummy the tom cruise thing that just came out and there's a scene where like i don't know they're in a plane or something and they're like tumbling around in zero gravity or it it just looks you know interesting um (laughs) but he's like there's it was tom cruise and this woman and he's holding on to her and like grabbing onto the wall like trying to keep them safe and she's just holding on to him like i don't i was looking at and she i didn't see her like grabbing for the i was just like this is so she's holding on to him so he can keep both of them safe. Like, Wonder Woman would not stand for that <laughs> shit. There's a, a great woman. I think, actually, one of the great moments in the movie is when um, he he calls on all of them to be a shield for her so she can jump up and, like, form an attack, essentially. But it's this fantastic supportive moment where, like, he knows she has skills he doesn't. And he's just like, shield! like, And they all sort of, like, support so that she can do this crazy jump and, like, attack this guy or attack this thing. I think it's, like, a church um, but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's one of those things in terms of representation, and I'd be interested to know what you guys think about this, but where you wouldn't have been able to put a finger on what was missing until you see it. And that's the whole reason that we have the idea of you have to see it to be it um, in terms of representation, because I did not know, again, that like it wasn't that I didn't give a shit about superhero movies. It was that I didn't give a shit about a bunch of mostly white dudes beating the shit out of each other for the 45th time 
I and right. once as soon as <laughs> I had an entry that like connected to me more specifically, I was like, "Oh crap! This is awesome! This is sweet! I like this." Um, and maybe I wouldn't like if it if it was again the forty fifth time I was seeing that. Maybe again I'd be bored with it and the novelty would have worn off and it wouldn't be my cup of tea. But like, I think it's so powerful that that you have to that I, I didn't know I didn't know that this mattered to me until someone offered me the opportunity right. to see well, it. And I think it's particularly crazy in this instance because this is basically now like part of the DC universe with like the crazy. Uh, you know, dark Superman and Batman murder mm-hmm. each other movie, and then is Suicide the Squad part Suicide of that Squad. canon? Yes. <laughs> so literally, the movie before this, their version of female empowerment was like sexed up Suicide Squad, and then to just pull a complete, um, you know, one eighty and be like, oh, now we can make like an actual movie. It's just, it was one of the reasons that I was resistant to wanting to go see it because all those other DC movies have been just not good. <laughs> Oh, they've just been garbage for forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope that this it, this movie seems to be doing well, but I hope it doesn't get like tainted by having to like be a part of that because they're already talking like let's do a sequel, and it's like well, but they're doing Justice League, and you know who knows what's going to happen in the future with this character. Yeah. On the other hand, she's effectively immortal, so you could tell these stories, <laughs> you know, through time before, basically like up through Zack Snyder being a toddler when he started coming up with terrible ideas. Instant <laughs> storylines, you know. <laughs> so I think there are a couple of um, things that I think are interesting. One of which is that um, Gal Gadot was pregnant during the reshoots. So during oh. some of those badass fight scenes, that woman was five months pregnant. And apparently they like, <laughs> cut a little like belly hole out of her costume and filled it with a green screen so they could go back and recover like you know attach honestly big deal because tom cruise has been in fight scenes while pregnant multiple times (laughs) (laughs) pregnant with with xenu's baby (laughs) Um, but i thought i thought that was nifty Uh, and that is pretty awesome that is remarkable for sure and overall the a female empowerment that we see in Wonder Woman isn't super surprising, given the source material. Well, uh, I don't know Daniel, about that, you're... because literally the original Wonder Woman comics were drawn by, like, a crazy guy who just was into, like, rope fetishes. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, then, you know, the character has been reinvented, you know, over the years. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I was it's, say, it's I like the lasso going... of truth. <laughs> yeah, it's worth going back to the the creator. I've been reading the secret history of Wonder Woman, um, this book that came out a few years ago that's suddenly become very popular because it's probably the best you know tome ever written on the character. And talking about um, what was his name, William Moulton Marston. William mm-hmm. Marston created this character, and he and his wife had another woman who lived with them for pretty much their entire life. So this was a guy who really appreciated like strong women, strong independent women who made their own decisions and was constantly advised by two really strong women who made mm-hmm. their own decisions about how this character needed to be. Um, so it was this incredibly progressive, you know, she came out in uh, maybe the late 30s, early 40s, and... Uh, was a revolutionary character with you know early feminism at the time um so yeah it's it's not surprising to me that a movie about this character exploring her origins directed by a woman is going to bring up a bunch of these themes in in a in a way that i think is really powerful and important right now i also want to talk about her come hither look because her come hither look was fucking incredible i thought um, if we're spoilering. Oh, yeah, spoiling, definitely. Spoiler, Brendan. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, a, I'm all on it. There's a moment where she literally, it's it's like a textbook of consent in some ways. Like, she walks into a room, he moves to close the door, she gives him a look that is, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I'm very straight, and I was like, I will do A super do look, that. wonder look. Yeah. <laughs> her, her wonder look. Um, and... Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's what enthusiastic consent looks like. That is, that is, <laughs> yeah. that is very yeah, clear. That's right. There's no ambiguity there. <laughs> nope, nope. But also, like, 
there's no coyness and there's no coyness to this character she is straightforward in the things she wants and the things she thinks and the things she is going to say and do fucking cool yeah and it was really nice too that they played her as a fish out of water but she was a very well-educated fish out of water. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that she was unfamiliar with... They had that great scene on the boat when they're leaving Thermoskyra <laughs> that apparently was mostly improvised by... Uh, mm, you yes. think it's Gadot? Gadot? Gadot. Gadot. Gadot, according Gadot. to the New it's York Times. Gadot, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris Pine, where they're talking about the relationships between men and women. And it's not that she's not familiar. It, like, they had sex ed on Thermoscara. Uh <laughs> but she also thinks that all of this you know Puritan Western overlay on sexuality is really dumb and that's mm-hmm. making him uncomfortable it was a really cool reversal of roles on that well and even the scene before that where he's bathing naked and she walks in very comfortably and right and he's just like he's you know he's sort of aware that she's comfortable and trying to be comfortable too but definitely is not um, yeah and and a pretty uh a pretty funny and blatant dick joke for a yeah. PG thirteen film, which I enjoy I enjoyed very much. <laughs> oh yeah, above average or whatever. Mm. Well, that whole discussion is you know, but yeah, even I mean the the beginning of that scene is you know she walks into the the room where he's taking a bath and says what is that and he immediately reaches down and like cups his crotch. And then realizes she's talking about his watch. Like, she's not interested in his dick at all. <laughs> she wants to know what this device is that she's never seen before. Ooh, she pulled a Shania Twain. She was like, that don't impress me much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, again, like, bizarre that you don't realize how much bullshit limitation is placed on the role of women in, in most stories until you see one where it doesn't exist. And then you're like, oh that's fantastic this is cool she gets to make yeah, choices no and, and it felt really natural to it i don't know so we went to see hidden figures a couple of months ago oh my god and i loved hidden figures so well and and it's it's wonderful the the film's great but it's obvious that part of the point of the film is that you are supposed to be surprised that these strong women are taking charge of their different fields and you know that's that's sort of the point of the movie Whereas I felt Wonder Woman was, it was really like late stage feminism in the sense where it wasn't supposed to be a surprise to you that she was taking charge of situations. Because she's Wonder Woman, you know? Uh, like, a woman can be just as active a an action hero, a leader, as a man can. We just hadn't seen it before. Did you guys ever see It Follows? That's a really good <laughs> horror movie. Uh, no, I read the wiki entry on it, though. I think it's on Netflix now. Where it's like if you have sex with the sex ghost, then it turns your last lover or something into a, a serial killer. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty it's, cool. it, Well, yeah, basically, um, yeah, it's like a ghost, STD ghost, basically. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, like The Ring, where it can only be you know, occupied by one person at a time or something. Yeah, it's like the last person that you had sex with, and then it just, like, goes up the chain or whatever. Yeah. It seems like it would be a lot harder for men to get rid of that than it would be for women. That comes up in the movie. I'm... I'm... Hold. Tell me your reasoning. Uh, Simply because, um... Like, somebody who's desperate to have sex with you... Uh, is going to have less luck if they're a man approaching a woman than they are if they're a woman approaching no, a man. I mean, I, to- I totally agree that it would be much easier for a woman to be... I mean, I guess it depends on the person and their like yeah. attractiveness level and personality as well. Right. But I feel I like... Mean, on what desperation average, looks like on you? A yeah, woman's no, going to find more desperate guys too. who will just be like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll have sex with anyone. I don't care. Yeah, they're like, I was having sex with the ground. Right, know, that's like, not a that's right. not a common uh, a female perspective. That... I will say, when I was in 
in Italy with my friend who I was traveling with, who is technically an ex-boyfriend, um, that we had a conversation about like, like picking up somebody else essentially like while we were there and wingmanning the other person. And he was like, it would be really easy. And I was like, okay. And he said, I literally would just have to walk up to someone and be like, hey, she wants to make out with you. Do you want to make out with her? <laughs> and I was like, that's, I'm going to use that information. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. At a later date. Well, you know, no, I that's think probably true. I think this leads quite nicely into a discussion of all <laughs> female Wonder Woman screenings and are they sexist against men? Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Danielle, I'm sure you've heard of this news story. What are what are your initial thoughts? Um, I think that as long as there can be all male panels deciding what national law on women's health care is, <laughs> that there can probably be all female showings of Wonder Woman. <laughs> right. I thought it was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, I think that's probably the best take I've heard on, on the, yeah. entire, the entire Someone thing. once yeah. asked Ruth Bader I think, Ginsburg. I think that if you're a member, of a, left, a member of a less privileged class and you choose to do something in solidarity to celebrate um, an achievement by that less privileged class, it is mostly yes. okay. But as... A feminist who, like, really does believe in equality. Yeah, I think that's unfortunate that, like, I think it's unfortunate that that, that dichotomy exists at all. Yeah. I would love if everyone could go to Wonder Woman without it being an, an issue where anyone felt less privileged. But we do. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Also, it's not quite the same thing as discrimination if you consider that these were some special showings and there was nothing to keep anybody from having a convenient other like first night screening that night. Um, even at Alamo draft house, which was dudes the... there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There were dudes there and some of them were dads and some of them were just dudes who wanted to go to the all female showing, which like, I don't think is going to endear you to anyone there, but also like none of them got beaten up or anything. Right. So, right. Like, <laughs> oh, what happened to that one guy who was, was on Twitter bragging place. that he was like going to, go to the screening and be like men's rights forever or whatever i wonder what oh great someone it on seems Twitter like was really doing that yeah i can't wow. believe it yeah. wow <laughs> well also people people on twitter you know like a year ago were saying you know female director for an all-female superhero movie like this new ghostbusters is gonna suck and then it's like <laughs> well okay you can't come to this one screening of wonder woman and they're like this is misandry yeah. Like I'm, I'm being discriminated against. <laughs> it, it reminded me of uh, this Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote, where someone once asked her, like, now that there's like three women on the court, you know, if you th if it's if the court is like fifty fifty, will you know, will that be equality? And she's like, equality would be like if it was only women for hundreds of years, right? <laughs> right. Like that, that would get close to equality. Um, you know, yeah. you're not even you're not. That's even what that looks like, surface. yeah. <laughs> And 50% of those women, women of color, or maybe 30%. <laughs> right. Let's go with that. I, which I heard, there was some right. black people in Wonder <laughs> Woman, too, which, you know, yeah, I saw was a unexpected, fight. maybe. There were not enough black people in Wonder well, Woman. Well, yeah, no, actually, I, I, was, I was hoping to talk a little bit about uh, minority representation and, like, the supporting cast of the film, right? Because I thought, okay, so uh, Steve, who's Chris Pine, has this group of friends, um, they're all kind of uh, roustabouts, you know, the, the, this his supporting <laughs> cast. So you've got a Middle Eastern guy, and you've got a Native American, and you've got a Scottish dude with PTSD. And a um, construction worker, was there somebody else? a police officer, <laughs> and there were the village people, and they recorded <laughs> right. one of the best songs. <laughs> YMCA. Man. I used to love going to the gym. I have to go see this movie. This All sounds right. amazing. So, so for his superhero film, I thought they did a pretty good job of providing at least a little bit of backstory to care about these people, right? So you get the Middle Eastern guy who, like, he's a he's like a fast talking spy guy, but he wanted to be an actor, and we know that about him. Right. Um, the Native American guy, he doesn't actually. He's the smuggler. He doesn't care about either side because. He points out at one point in a kind of serious discussion that his people were genocided by Chris Pine's people, you know. <laughs> so you had gross. you had that. You've got the yeah, you've got the the Scottish sniper guy who can't take a shot because he has terrible 
post-traumatic stress disorder, but he's also a piano player and a beautiful singer, or, you know, arguably. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of a cool thing that they did, that they actually tried to fill in these these side characters, but it also felt really tokeny. Um, you know, yeah, you got these, these minorities who, uh, you know, you, you get basically like the first sentence of Wikipedia description of what their grievances might be. Um, and that's all you get. Sure. It did feel tokenish, but at the same time, it's a superhero movie. Right. Like it's not, right. you know, like they're all sidekicks. I feel like that people are thinly sketched in mm-hmm. comics in the introduction yeah and that's one of the tough things about having like a period piece movie and like a comic book movie where like i think it would have been like totally sweet if they were like you know who should be wonder woman like beyonce like that would be awesome (laughs) but like clearly that's not the movie that they were making and i guess you know arguably you know she could be considered a person of color as an israeli (laughs) so you know there you go well, I think those white supremacists <laughs> uh, down in Houston this weekend yep. definitely would have considered her a person of color. Oh, wow. Yeah. But there was um, an an uproar, actually, about how, like, girl Gadot wasn't, or girl, gal Gadot wasn't enough, um, and like, muscular enough for some people, and people were saying that it should be Serena Williams, that it should be someone who's, like, aggressively an athlete. And I think Gal Gadot, being, after all, a member of the Israeli army at one point, um was plenty athletic for me but at the same time like yeah there wonder woman there, but there's that whole thing about like she's too she's not american enough to be wonder woman oh jesus christ right that was the most hilarious she's literally not right american. she doesn't come <laughs> from the u.s like yeah so right the thermoscarian uh, which states by of the America. way neither did fucking superman well so i don't know why everyone's freaking out and in terms of you know physical fitness there i thought that you know most of her power came from, I guess, being able to be quick and whatever those things are on on her on her wrists. I, I wasn't, I yeah. but I don't know the backstory because I'm not, you know, I didn't really read a lot of comic books growing up, so I wasn't yeah. sure. Does she have an invisible plane? No, no, Does she, she doesn't. Fly? No, and actually, Chuck, not in this she one. Jumps. You you bring up a you bring up a good point, Chuck. I think that the movie would have benefited from a little bit more description of why she's able to do the things that she's able to do. Is right. she made out you of know? clay? You see her getting combat training, but some of the supernatural things that she does, the incredible strength, the um she she does this like gauntlet nuclear explosion thing mm-hmm. a couple of times in the movie <laughs> never really explained yeah you know you, you're just supposed to assume right. that this is her god power uh but they they don't even say it like what that. is her origin just... in this movie did she made out of clay or is she like birthed yeah. naturally she's, she's made, made, out, made of out of clay i mean that's pretty no magical. no she's not but she's... what wait danielle you, you 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 know the story now right no, um, not how she, I thought she was like given. He, I don't. She was isn't she made yeah. of clay? And then she like was given like yeah. She was sculpted uh, no, by no. Uh, by by the end of the movie, we learn that uh, Zeus and her mother, who's the queen of did the they Amazons, get together? I feel like it wasn't they, clear to me. They got together, and she was born. Okay. So she's a she's a demigod. Or See, probably we don't know like whether the story her mom god, told her is true since they. Amazons, I think, were supposed to be kind of demigods, also. No, but but Ares, Ares confirms this story. Mm, okay. Oh, that's right. Well, I knew that she was half god, but I couldn't. I didn't know if it was because of the fact that her mother told her. Anyway, um, I'm going to tell you something. There will be so many women dressed as Amazons for Halloween, and I cannot fucking wait. Oh yeah, that's yeah. going to be, be one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a no. I, chilly. I thought the I thought the little girls dressed up like yeah. the the female ghostbusters were amazing but there are gonna be so many wonder woman this year fantastic you know and one of the things that is amazing is they the costume is incredible while still being faithful to the look which you wouldn't think is possible when you look at the original costume and if you look they tried to make like a abc wonder woman show a couple years back and the costume was literally like like vinyl looking and it just looks terrible. And you're like, nah, I guess that's as close as you can get. But no, this this movie, the costuming is is incredible for sure. Mm-hmm. 
they did interview a female, um, like a female MMA fighter about whether it's possible to fight in her outfit. And she was like, absolutely not. Like, no, <laughs> not those heels. you couldn't like, you couldn't torque in those, in that, like the corset thing, all this different stuff. And, but it was, it was really cool to see this woman like const- deconstruct fighting um, from that perspective, which I thought was nifty. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is out in theaters right now. Some are calling it less American, Dion, because, well, her outfit isn't red, white, and blue. And in order to appeal to foreign audiences, very little reference to America at all. I think nowadays, sadly, money trumps the patriotism. I think the Hollywood aspect that it's, uh, and we see this time and time again, it's cool to hate America these days, especially with a lot of celebrities out there, whether it's Lena Dunham to Kathy Griffin, you know. So in conclusion... I give Wonder Woman three Kofefes out of five. <laughs> That's pretty conservative with your Kofefes. Ah, the best thing about Kofefes is that you can pretty much just decide what that means on your own. I'm sorry. I, I give it it's like Calvin three, Ball. three stars <laughs> out of Kofefe. <laughs> what I really like about the Kofefe thing is that Representative Mike Quigley from Illinois has introduced the Kofefe Act, the Communications Over Various Feeds Electronically for Engagement Act, which is uh, basically just a a stronger, like, congressional check on presidential communications and how those need to be archived so so that the public has access to them. That's amazing. Do you have his previous Mar-a-Lago Act? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, he... He and his staff are having a lot of fun with this, obviously, because uh, in March he introduced the Making Access Records Available to Lead American Government Openness Act, or the Mar-a-Lago that Act. That is a beautiful acronym. Mm, I like yeah. that one way better than the Kofefe one. Those are some tough letters, though. It was tough. Oh, yeah. No, the, the Kofefe one is obviously a stretch, but uh, either way, hilarious. I appreciate the work this guy is doing. The legislation itself looks solid. Um, never is going to have a chance in Congress because nobody's ever going to pass a Kofefe Act. Right. I love the fact that he can use this to get some buzz on it because if he just passed, like, the Presidential Records Act or whatever, like, no one would care because you're right. It's not going anywhere. Republicans are not going to be like, you're right. We need to start taking, you know, Trump's breaches of protocol and security seriously like no that's never absolutely gonna happen this is uh, you know one of the areas where trump is going absolutely crazy and no one is talking about the things that he's doing which i think are actually illegal with the way he handles his twitter with deleting tweets with blocking people from being able to view his tweets you know not to mention the mar-a-lago thing about just like you know, who is getting into Mar-a-Lago? Are they foreign spies? Are right. they, you know, foreign businessmen making business Well, using, deals? using unsecured devices, sure. Right. Oh, there are so many things. And, yeah, I think it's something that's definitely underreported. Trump is just using his personal cell phone, tweeting at 12.06 a.m. typos that are <laughs> right. up on Twitter for four hours. Then he deletes them and makes a joke about them. And then his press secretary, Sean Spicer, comes out and says, like, well, a select group of people know what Confefe meant. <laughs> well, like, you know, what? I mean, if his own lawyer is like misspelling shit in the first sentence, like the word right. president, re- re- misspelling president in the first sentence, then can we really expect more from Trump? Yeah, well, I, and, I, and I I'll also so. throw in here, I'm no lawyer, but oh no, actually I am. Um, <laughs> if somebody else's lawyer tells you, no, you don't need legal counsel, get legal counsel like immediately (laughs) seriously it's not clear to me that he didn't violate a major ethics rule by trying to offer that advice to non-clients it's in the same vein as groups telling people oh vote voting day is a different day or whatever no i mean we're talking about people potentially going to jail i mean treason is a an offense that carries a possible capital punishment you know how do you really think someone's going to jail some lawyer who doesn't represent you who is telling you like ah don't worry about it don't go get a lawyer right now um it, it absolutely should not be trusted that's the most dangerous advice i think you could possibly hear um as long as american institutions are still holding up 
Kafefe. You know, what I will say is I hope that and where is that guy? Was that guy a senator or congressman? I mean, the guy that did the Kafefe act. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a, a congressman a- from the Illinois 5th. Because I feel like, man, that dude could probably be trying harder on stuff like fighting the repeal of Dodd-Frank, you know, those kind of things, than, <laughs> than coming up with sweet a- acronym bills that have no chance in hell. Well, and that's know, the thing. It's hard out there for a Democrat right now. I mean, none of the shit that they're going to do is going to actually take effect. I mean, that's right. the thing with Trump. It's like, what do you choose to attack first? I mean, there's so many right. things that he does that are so outrageous. I mean, people forget some of the horrible things that he's said and done because they just fall out of the news cycle because he does a new horrible thing literally right. every day. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Uh, so it's hard to keep track of them all. But I, I think that's good that he's keeping this because, like I said, this is an issue that I think is under covered is the, the way that Trump is treating his security and his electronic communications. Sure. Um, right. So I, I'm glad that he's found a way to to keep that news story going. Yeah. Right. And, and you don't even have to bring up how ridiculous all of this stuff is given that he campaigned on you know hillary used a private email server lock her up lock right. her up lock, Put you our know. classified information at risk right yeah as we've said on earlier episodes you know pointing at hypocrisy with this administration is completely worthless well i think the whole situation is just it's all confessed up yeah it's real bad <laughs> It's it's like a chokehold right. at a Texas rally, you know. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, you wanna you wanna introduce that clip here? Well, you know, Matt, I think you should because that's your state that you're dealing with. I'm I'm from Texas, but you're you're there right now, so All right. This is this is such a <laughs> weird story. It starts out with apparently 4chan or one of the other chans promoted the story about how Antifa was going to show up in a park and take down a statue of Sam Houston um, there in uh, Houston, Texas. And so the next day, there was this impromptu rally of it was like Oath Keepers and Freeman on the land and just general like crazy militant racist Trump supporters who showed up. Nice. The whole thing was a hoax. Antifa, they wouldn't announce something like that if they were going to do it, which they don't anyway. I mean, just basic right. common sense would say, like, this is this is obviously just fake news that's being spread around Facebook. But there did end up being this rally. And there's this video of a kid who is clearly, I mean, he's, he's a 4chan guy. He's wearing, like, <laughs> a nicely fitted shirt and, like, chinos. Um, so he's not... You know, we're not talking about like a like a pure neck beard here. He, it's not the neck beard. It's not the beard on his neck. It's the beard in his heart. With this guy, <laughs> because he's standing around this tree, getting heart, yelled so. at by actual white supremacists because he's not taking it seriously enough. Because he's got all these posters around. Here, we'll just play the clip real quick. Look, he's the good look, look, that's anti-communism. I don't care if this isn't about anti communism. It's a fucking monument. What about the memes? No blood for Israel. Look, what about the memes? What's the problem here? This is not comic con. I know. What is it? I thought it was just going to make friends and you got this guy wants to fight with him. So he's got all these posters around that are these memes that he's printed off the internet. That are, uh, I mean, like Pepe the Frog is on all of them. And he's got all of these people who are wearing, like, actual, like, paramilitary gear. People, you know, at one point somebody screams at him, like, this isn't Comic-Con. And it's like, okay, dude, but you're cosplaying as a fucking right. revolutionary, you know, like, right supremacist. Yeah, you know? it's not um, Comic-Con. It's, it's serious that we're out here for a joke meme. We all brought our guns for an enemy that literally doesn't exist. I mean, it's all fantasy role play, you know. Um, but I mean, they are literally just until... they're they're just LARPing like revolutionary. I mean, that's right. essentially what they're doing. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. They like to parade around with their guns and you know pretend like they're going to beat down Antifa anytime they see him. Even though every time actual fascists show up someplace, Antifa glitter bombs them. 
Anyway, so this this poor kid gets uh like choked out by one of these dudes dressed up like a militia member, and then the whole crowd chants him out of the place as he's saying like they're good memes. Like I just came here to make friends. It if he didn't believe terrible things, I'd almost feel bad for him. One of the things that people talk about a lot is like the schism on the left between like the Bernie and the Hillary supporters, but no one's talking about the schism on the right between the meme lords and the like second amendment right. <laughs> militants. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a big schism too. You know, that, yeah, sure. that doesn't, that doesn't get talked about. And the left needs to rely on that schism because honestly, that's the one thing that's like keeping them from having to suffer big consequences for our schisms you know uh is knowing that the other side has to waste their own energy and resources dealing with their own bullshit yeah (laughs) sure i mean they're you know as long as this is going on they're not forming like an actual brown shirt brigade yeah so everyone fight everyone (laughs) everyone's fighting on two fronts right now right yeah there were (laughs) there were one million twitter gifs posted like the robots versus the giant monsters movie um, <laughs> right. where the guy says like let them fight right right and then as they all fight that they just pan back and there's just putin with a snow globe just cackling. <laughs> <laughs> my plan is going perfectly yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of a weak move or whatever to go choke hold somebody and you don't get to you know violently remove somebody for trespassing that's not like meeting this crime with well, they were equal in a public force. park none of them were trespassing or all of them were you know exactly so what you know so they really didn't have any authority to expel him at that moment or anything no they didn't have any more authority than the guns on their backs or sometimes in their hands see but that's the problem willingness to commit violence and it's so obvious from the video that the dude who tried to choke this you know like 24 year old chan kid out like the kid wasn't presenting any kind of threat or anything that guy just wanted to commit violence he showed up at the rally in hopes that he would be able to assault somebody he thought it was going to be antifa but it turned out it was this pepe Right. So he's gonna he's gonna act on him instead. Yeah, like you said, you almost feel sorry for the kid, but more than that, more than sympathy, it kind of makes me wonder what his thoughts are gonna be with those move- movements that he thought he was at least somewhat loosely aligned with or affiliated with. You think there um, might be some second thoughts on that? I don't know if there's gonna be some second thoughts or if it's gonna make him double down harder, just in a weird tertiary way you know like yeah. to be more like a weave type dude that's definitely one of the things that scares me the most is that there's kind of two outcomes right when you've got these people who are like online trump supporting dudes who you know many of them may fall into the kind of like neck beard stereotype they can kind of go one of two ways they can either get try to get more involved in the movement and then go like oh I was in this for the fun and like these (laughs) dudes are crazy. They're probably actually Nazis. I was just joking around. I'm out of here. But then there's the other guys who say like, Oh, these guys that I look up to are Nazis. I guess I should be a Nazi. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) And that is not a good situation that, (laughs) that we, that we have going on here. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll, I will love to see how that pans out. I'm sure there's going to be more avenues, more venues, to see those kind of confrontations and conflicts. Yeah, so. it seems inevitable at this point. That this yeah. is just yeah. going to keep going on. I think they should start their own, like, meme party and just, you know, segment off from, <laughs> right. yeah. from the Republicans Splitters. and just see how that goes. The, if the Pepe's split off from the right and the leftists split off from the Democrats, you know, we might actually be able to push through something like, you know, parliamentary elections for Congress instead of... I mean, I would just love to see a multi-party system instead of this two-party system. And I think yeah. there's a lot of people that d- that feel the same way. So I'm going to be interested to see these next elections, you know, if third parties start to... Gain momentum. Right. I think yeah. there's a lot of people who are frustrated with both sides. And it could be it could be real, real interesting. Well, right. I think, what, I think what you need to do is to get people to vote in democratic politicians who want to push that kind of change 
basically you need you need the left needs to be electing splitters right now um in order to you know get right get the congressional majority but elect people who want to change the electoral system so we're not locked into this two-party thing. I would love to see more Democrats running with that kind of message, right? Especially even just something as simple as saying, you know, I support ranked choice voting. And right. I think that we should switch to ranked choice voting. Yeah, um, that'd that be a start. That is something that I don't think a lot of people are going to be like, this is outrageous. But a lot of people are saying, I want real change in Washington. And that's a great non-controversial way to say I'm a candidate that's fighting for change. Yep. Absolutely. Saved America again, everyone. There you go. <laughs> we'll send you an invoice. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that's a, this, this is a Perfect. great place for us to, you know, pause the cafes and just get on out. So thank you for tuning in. This was episode 40, everybody. So we're inching closer and closer to uh, to that uh, big 5-0. So... It's a and, big four one. I mean, or, really, well, like, well, we're inching closer to that. Numbers need to be such a big deal. Well, you know, <laughs> because people like round things in the United States. Yeah, so, sure. Anyway, you know that's why we eat so much pizza. But <laughs> that's that's why we're not gonna <laughs> let Puerto Rico um, become a new state <laughs> because people like fifty. They don't like fifty one. Well, yeah, but Puerto Rico, you know, why don't you reach out to us and we can maybe work something out. And <laughs> listeners, you can reach out to us too on our Twitters. You can reach out. You can find us at liquid underscore flannel. And you can also find us individually. Follow me at Shaggy2Trope. Brendan, where can they find you? They can find me at Brendan Williams with one L. And Matt, where are you at? I'm at Matt the Great with W. And also, you know, find us on Apple, like us, make comments, and follow us on SoundCloud and share with your friends. And uh, Danielle is at O'Farrell Style on Twitter. As yes. Well, if you want to yeah, her, her Twitter follow. is way better than any of ours. <laughs> Agreed, 100%. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Am I? Are we following? That's super cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is um, that a complicated train of thought? You cut out for like a lot. ten seconds at a time oh, every no. five seconds. So, so it's difficult to understand. We're all just sitting here, like agreeing with you because we know that you're yeah. an, an intelligent <laughs> person. We know that you've got good stuff, you know, on <laughs> your end. It's probably <laughs> looking like it's recording normal on your end, right, Danielle? Um, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's recording on my Which end, is... so you'll you'll have my commentary intact. Okay. <laughs> you're just gonna yeah, wait sure. for no, it no, apparently sure. that, that'll be fine it's just it's hard to respond to anything you're saying since we missed oh, like no. three quarters okay. of it but right, let me, what let i will me give you say a, is let me give you a short version of... you can use it in, in the edit if need be <laughs> no, no no no, no. You're, Go for it. you're good you're good no you're good yeah. well, i'm wondering if you could move your router closer to your computer or something <laughs> i think it's a skype problem <laughs> i don't know um, it might be a skype problem it might be an overheating problem literally yeah sorry dudes i don't think about that